Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! sound of those sirens y'all that can only mean one thing thank you for listening to another edition of the outsider's edge podcast here on the chair shot radio network where we invite you to always enjoy your day the chair shot way and use your head this is your boy mr kyle moores and i am joined as always by the kenny to my kota mr ray cash how you doing sir i am uh doing good living my day the chair shot way Hey, 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 hey. Uh, no, uh, pretty good, man. Um, I'm much better than yesterday. Well, that's uh, good. I needed a mental health day, man, because, look, man, I am a very, you know me very well. I am very much a person who is a very emotional dude. And don't and, take care of yourself. I mean, you know, that didn't need to be said on air, but okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, most American adults don't take uh, proper care of their mental health. I'm just that's fair pointing out that you are one of them yeah that's fair and it's true and uh i can't dispute any of that uh but no man i just um we were we, we were scheduled to record yesterday i've we've kind of moved our recording day to a better day for all of for for, for all of us and the the trade rhetoric just got too much to me so we agreed thankfully and we were up lock and step on this Maybe some other time, maybe next week, maybe we got to that, whatever. No fucking ratings talk. We're not talking any of the rhetoric between the companies. I don't want to hear the name Smoney Smon at all. Like, I just, I can't deal with it right now because I'm just so sick of the bullshit. I'm so sick of the rhetoric. The big one is no ratings talk. We're done with yeah. that shit. Okay. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. and and for anybody who says that, oh, we're running from the conversation or whatever. Nah, we've got you can look through the archives. We've got like what four or five episodes in the last two years alone More Than about that. ratings and diving into the business aspects. We of have ratings. the ratings episode. There's one episode called the ratings episode. And every time, every time we say we're never gonna talk about it again and we get dragged back in there, but this time. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, uh, uh, uh. I'm sorry, Mr. Anonymous keyboard person, but we here at the Outsider's Edge are done with that conversation. We wash our hands of the whole thing. You know, what we're not done with, however, unfortunately, is fucking blood money because TikTok, here we are. It's time for Blood Money 6 back in the mix, as Mr. C. Platt has so eloquently titled it. And for the record, y'all, just we understand this this comes out Friday afternoon. So this show happened yesterday. 
We don't give a fuck. We're gonna we're gonna preview the shit anyway. Just rock with us. I mean, Tell we don't even have to do a full preview. We can just talk the big shits, like just the I important mean, shit. Keep it a buck. We can do that if you want, but keep it a buck. Every match on this card matters, except for the I pre-show mean, match. But every match in this card matters, and more importantly, every card in this match. I'm not counting the tournament every matches. Every card of this no match. Story. Lol. Every, yeah, sorry. Yes, every match in this card. Thank you. Uh, push the tournament matches to the side because they're tournament matches. But the other matches, with the exception of the pre-show match that was made today, mm-hmm. all have stories that last weeks, if not months. So, like, it is a fantastic card. It's just under the worst pretenses possible. I mean, you know, unfortunately, you're right. It it does look to be a very good card, but unfortunately, um, I am a person of principle, and my principle is if it's a blood money show, I ain't going to watch. Uh, I will be at work, and that is what I will be doing. I will look up the results later, and I hope that the fans and attendants have a good time. Well, I love you enough to watch for you. I know you do, honey. That's why we're the golden lovers. Um. So, okay, let's do this. Let's mix both styles. I'll yeah. run through the card, and then you can pick and choose what you want to rock, rock with, and we'll go from there. How about we do that? I mean, that's fine with me. That's fine with me. That's fine with me. Um. So on the kickoff show, the Usos are facing the Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin. Of course, Mr. Saudi Arabia, Mansoor, finally gets his match against Mustafa Ali. Um, in a no holds barred match, we have Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. In a Hell in a Cell match, we have Edge versus Seth Rollins, and this is supposed to be the trilogy, the ender. Um, of course, we have the King of the Ring finals in Finn Balor and Xavier Woods, and the Queen's Crown finals with Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop. Um, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle defend their tag team championships against AJ Styles and Omos. Becky Lynch defends the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Big E defends his WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. And Roman Reigns defends his Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar. And it's important to note, as of tonight, from this, from when you're listening to this, Friday night, that SmackDown is the first night the new rosters from the draft take place. So this is the very last thing that happens before the new rosters become genuinely real okay um i want to start with the king of the ring and the queen's crown i want to start with the king of the ring and the queen's crown um why don't you lead us in with the story that's been told and then we'll both give our um pick for who we think is going to win sure um so i want to start with the king of the ring first because i think there's more to talk about Yes, the Queen's Crown. Um, on Raw, uh, Xavier Woods beat Jinder Mahal. Um, Kofi Kingston lost to no, I'm sorry, Kofi Kingston lost to Jinder Mahal, and Xavier Woods beat whoever he beat. I'll get, I'll get it. I'm sorry, uh, but Xavier beat Xavier beat Jinder to get to the finals on Raw. Um, Finn beat Cesaro, Sami Zayn beat Rey Mysterio. Because uh, you know the story of Ray and, his, and yep. Dominic, and Dominic, and Finn beat Sammy in a great match on SmackDown, and now we have Finn versus Xavier. As those of you who are uh, fans of things outside of the ring know, Xavier Woods has been begging for the King of the Ring to come back for years. 
um, has said it's his like biggest career goal is to be king of the ring. That is his goal. His 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 other his other two his three goals in life were to get Kofi a world championship, get Big E a world championship, and become a PhD. He's done two of the three. He's basically got the PhD. Is just ours, uh, but basically he's done. And so the only other thing he wants is the king of the ring. Ben Balor, known as the Demon King, also his nickname is the Prince, Prince Devitt, from those of you who are longtime fans. So um, great matchup. Xavier, who's probably really one of the most underrated dudes on the roster, puts in banger after banger every night, but no more as a tag guy. Finn Balor, who could easily be a top star in the company, um, kind of going through a bit of transition now moving to Raw. Things gonna be a fire match. I got Xavier because it feels like you know, and I mean, he probably would be the first to admit it. They're never gonna make Xavier Woods a world champion. They're they're not gonna do it. Um, but you know, Kofi got his title run. Biggie got his title run. I feel like they're gonna let Xavier be King Woods for a little while, and uh, I'm here for it. It's funny that the guy I forgot that Xavier beat is is the most forgettable guy on the roster that fans hate. He'd be Ricochet. Oh, yeah, that guy. Mm. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. If you associate with the people that he associates with who are so, like, gross that we won't even name them, you're not significant to me. All right. Um, I don't know, man. These are the type of things that they kind of – that Vince kind of pulls a rug underneath people for. Oh, I know, right? Just like uh, hurts your soul for no fucking reason. Yeah, and look, I'm here for heat, but I don't know, man. And I could see Finn turning heel. I, I mean, he was a heel right up until they called him up, and the only reason he wasn't a heel when they called him up is because Roman was super heel, and that's where they were throwing him. Well, I disagree with that. Because he's he turned he turned back face around the time him and Adam Cole started feuding. He was faced the last five, six months of his uh actually he was faced when he was feuding with Kyle O'Reilly. It's just he was that kind of the tweener. But he was faced. He was a baby for sure. Um uh, but he plays the heel so well. Like oh, his run heel. back in he's a better heel. He, he founded the bullet is, club yeah. at, he founded the bullet club as a heel. He's a better heel. He, yeah, he probably is because yeah, especially especially because of his size. Like being such a little guy, that's like a main like main event little guy. Like yeah, be underhanded and dirty and like cocky and arrogant and like that kind of shit. You got a big dick, swing with it. Well, we know you got a big dick. Clearly, yeah, we know uh, he likes to throw uh, <laughs> right in front of the fucking camera. Jesus, I'll take Big E versus Hill Finn Balor for a couple months. I mean, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Um, but I, I got to go Woods. I just got to go Woods as kind of a thank you to the New Day, you know? And and, and in Woods' position, in Woods' situation, I don't, mean, I don't mean to get on my high horse, and I promise you it'll just take a second, but all the backlash and the drama that's been caused with this Twitch situation with all this, there's a reason Woods is the only guy that gets away with the shit he gets away with. It's because he's earned the trust of Vince and he does everything in concert with Vince. He doesn't go outside of Vince, the parameters of Vince. He doesn't try to do things on the other hand. Like up, up, down, down is everything that the Twitch guys want. But he was able to do it correctly. 
right? At least in the eyes of Vince. So I I I do feel like Vince feels like he maybe not doesn't maybe not owes Woods is the way to say it, but like wants to reward him in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Does it make sense? I mean, it makes sense, but I also think here's another reason why it's going to be Xavier Woods. G4 is getting ready to come back, and he's the host of G4, and King Xavier Woods sounds like a really cool name for the host of a TV show, especially a, a TV show made for nerds. That's a great point. And, man, look, hey, I'm a heel guy. But it'd be cool to get a babyface king for once, right? It'd be cool. It'd be cool. Um, Maybe. Yeah, no, it'd be cool. And, again, you know, Give give nerds a chance, especially black nerds. Give black nerds a chance. Well, shit, two of them been world champion the past couple couple years. So, is Bobby Lashley really a nerd? I mean, I'm talking Kofi. Oh, you were talking Kofi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's been two Never years, mind. right? Thirty five, thirty eight. Yeah, it's been. I mean, years. I don't know because like, who knows what happened in the before time? That was a long, <laughs> long ago. <laughs> That's a great point. That was a whole <laughs> lifetime ago. Two that years was a ago, long, ago. long ago. <laughs> okay, Queen's Court. Um, Zelina Vega beat Tony Storm on SmackDown. Carmella beat Liv. Lincoln, and you'll Liv, miss him. Well, literally every match. And uh, Zelina beat Carmella to get to the final. Shayna Baszler squashed Dana Brooke. Dewdrop beat Natty. And Dewdrop beat Shayna Baszler in a bit of a surprise. So we got Dewdrop Lincoln, versus you'll miss him. The longest match in the Queen's Court was three minutes. Mm. What the sounds fuck? Like, uh, sounds like about as much time as they're going to allow them to have in Saudi Arabia where women are second-class citizens. They better get more than three minutes, dog. I'll be pissed. I'll be so fucking mad. I hope you're prepared to have your pressure up, sir. Got the blood pressure pills right here, baby. All right, so we said it's Shayna versus Dewdrop. No, it's Dewdrop versus Zelina Vega. Dewdrop versus Zelina. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say that they're going to give it to Dewdrop to facilitate the beginning of her divorce from Ava Marie. That's just not. She's been divorced. <laughs> Even oh, I don't, watch, I don't watch Raw. Can you tell? Shayna Baszler broke her arm, and she's been off TV for weeks. <laughs> She's Gosh, that didn't last. Um, then I'm going to say Dewdrop because it's like I love Zelina, but I just can't see them pushing Zelina very hard. That's why Zelina's going to win. Vince loves underdogs. And most importantly, if you look at the gimmick of Queen, royalty, Zelina will, Zelina will eat that shit up, bro. She's already missed cosplay, right? She'll eat that shit up. She's been wanting to do Aaliyah, queen of the damned cosplay. She'll eat that up. I Plus, mean, think about this. Think about this. It's probably also a make good for keeping her off that damn MSG show. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, dog. Like, that was cold-blooded, bro. And it, and it wasn't all their fault. It was, but it wasn't all their fault. But, like, you can't keep her off the MSG show. The 20th anniversary of her dad dying at, at 9-11, but you got to put her out there and all the damn promo, that's eh, kind of foul. Yeah, I guess that's true, and I guess that's fair, but like, since when has Vince ever given a shit? 
I mean, he gives more of a shit than we think he does. He gives less of a shit than we he should, but he gives more than we think he does. I mean, all right, I guess that's also fair. I guess that's also fair. Um, all right, let's just for the sake of, you know, draft implications, talk about title matches that involve people who are switching shows. So that includes SmackDown Women's Championship and the WWE yep. Championship. Yeah. So um, I don't. there's no way Drew McIntyre beats Big E. And that's crazy considering where we've been the past year or two. Um, I think that's just kind of a fun match to say goodbye to Drew on that brand. And Big E is clearly the top guy on Raw. Clearly. I mean, am, I, am I wrong in my assessments? Nope. I don't think you're wrong in either of those assessments. The real conversation is what they do with Becky, Bianca, and Sasha. Becky and Bian- Becky's the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw. Charlotte's the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown. Becky and Bianca are on Raw. Sasha's on SmackDown. I can see Sasha winning this match just to keep the title on SmackDown. Unless they do a new date Street Profits title flip, which, I mean, it would work, but I nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody. So I'm going to agree with you on that front. Um, I say, so who all's going to Raw from that match? Uh, Becky and Bianca. Speaking Becky of that. and Bianca. Yes. And I know Bianca was talking that shit about she wants to be a dual champion and well, whatever. But, like, girl, I'm, slow your roll. I'm glad you brought that up. Because they they had the chance to make this shit make sense. They they ran Bianca versus Charlotte this past Monday for the title. Bianca should have beat Charlotte, and then Becky Sasha could have beat Becky, and then you could have led to the rematch of Becky versus Bianca with Bianca as champ going to the big shows later on. Could have made it made sense, but WWE got WWE so. Yeah, I mean, that's really fucking accurate. Uh, You know, I feel like we were talking about probably, what, a month ago, how the SmackDown women's roster needed an injection of some kind of, like, new life because it was really fucking tiny. There were only a handful of them, and it was just like, they need something. And then the draft happened, and they gave them something, but it felt like the thing that they gave them was just, oh, we just gonna like completely reshuffle the whole deck on you. All that synergy you had, all that shit you been building, all that stuff you had going on. Nope. But you know what it really is though, Rance? And we've seen it happen time and time and time again. SmackDown's creative team consistently turns lemons into lemonade and finds a way to make these women's divisions fucking work. And Raw's women's division had been lacking and floundering. And so what they do, they dipped into the SmackDown well and they were just like, this character's built, this character's built, this character's over, and just doop, doop, doop. Every time. And so now here SmackDown is. They got to rebuild the division all the fuck over again. So I guess it's boss time, baby. 
I tell you, man, you're spot on as every time. And I mean, I get why they do it, especially now with SmackDown now basically the A show. Keep your big stars and build new stars later. Raw got three hours. They got to fill time, baby. They need people that can fill segments. I mean, that is fact. That is absolute fact. And like, I, I can get that, but damn, it's just like, whoo, shit. Every fucking time SmackDown builds up all of these characters, and the second the characters are working, and like all the kinks are ironed out, and Raw's women's division is floundering, they're just like, all right, let's move all the good things that are working over here, and let's move all the things that have potential but just need a total reshoot over here. Oh, it's very clearly a thank you for your service type situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is, knowing what you know, if you're a woman on Raw, you got to be grateful to go to SmackDown because you're just like, all right, all right. They're going to like give me a total character rework. I'm going to be spotlighted. Like if I'm Shayna Baszler, I'm excited as a motherfucker right now. Oh, man. Shayna's going to be world champion. Especially because she's Sonya's muscle now. That was pretty cool. And. Everybody wanted them to fight all these times, but nobody ever thought, put the fucking two cage fighters together. You know? Oh, no, it's great, great, and it continues to further the best storyline in the goddamn division. Best storyline in the division don't have shit to do with the title. We bitch all the time about they can't do mid-card storylines, but once they got a mid-card storyline that's working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to that. You know, um, and pressure, the thing is, you know who's going to be really feeling the pressure to start booking mid-card women's storylines now? AEW, because they're creating a whole mid-card women's title, which I like. I like yes. that you're doing that. I the thing too. is, that really puts the pressure on you. You have got to book multiple recurring women's storylines that get time on Dynamite. Not That's just Not just Rampage, not just Dark or Dark Elevation. Or, you know, Thursday Night Delight or Sexy Time Sunday or whatever the fuck else show they're going to add to the YouTube docket. Yeah. You know, no, put them on fucking Dynamite. That's the key. That's the key. They got the women. They got the stories. They just got to give them the time on the shows that matter. And the thing is, that can be said about all of the companies except for Impact. Shout out to Impact for, like, booking their women well. Look, it's man, the only I thing we'll ever give them props for, but we will give them props for it every time. I don't like the shouting out of Impact, but they they deserve to be shouted out, and I don't like it. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. It is the only thing that we will consistently give them credit for every single time. But every single time, they deserve credit for it. They continue to book the women well and prominently and give them spots and use them in ways that don't insult my intelligence. And so I'm just like, you know what? Y'all fuck up literally everything else about your lives, but like props to you on that one. Speaking of them, they got Bound for Glory Saturday, so we may talk about that at the end of the show because there's, mean, there's one might, match I'm interested in. We there's might talk about it. Yeah, we might you know mention a couple of things, give you some quick hits. Before we talk about Roman and Brock, I do want to run just real quick run through the kind of the um, special matches on the card: Edge and Rollins versus and Edge versus Rollins in Hell in a Cell. And Lashley versus Goldberg. I need to. I want to give whoever decided to find finally give me. I can't speak for the, everybody, but to finally give me a reason to give a fuck about Goldberg. Give them a raise. 
because I have not cared about Goldberg since Dolph Ziggler. Like, literally, they have found a way to make Goldberg manageable, digestible, right? Well, it's because amazing. you know what? Because you know what the real difference is. You know what the real difference is. It's nowhere near the fucking title. Spot on. And it's not going anywhere near the fucking title. Spot instead of you know, instead of you know, using him in this fucking title match where you literally take an actual full timer who's in their prime that you build cards around week in and week out and use them as cannon fodder. For this fifty-something-year-old man whose entrance is longer than the match uh, fixing to be, that ruins the shit. But if you put it in a spectacle match, like great, this is and this is the perfect card to have it. A, a Roman match, or, or not a Roman, a Goldberg match and a Lesnar match are the perfect matches to have on a card that features Edge and Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell. Because we know Edge and Seth Rollins are fixing to go forty-five fucking minutes. Easy. And that's not including entrances. They picked it to go 45 minutes, not including entrances. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Ro- or, I keep saying Roman, Goldberg and Brock are both fixing to take five minutes to get to the ring, two minutes in the ring, and four minutes to get out. <laughs> and and keep it a bug, you know, Roman ain't never found, Roman has never seen a Entrance that he doesn't want to make should make go through two commercial breaks. Shit. <laughs> Shit. If Roman could, he'd start making his entrance right now. True story. There was one SmackDown dog. <laughs> My boy came out at the beginning of the show. They cut to a a, a promo package, came back. My man was in the in the on, he was still on the ramp. They went to commercial. They came back. My man was at the stairs, dog. I was like, what are we doing, bro? <laughs> Oh, dude, I have clocked. I have clocked episodes of SmackDown where, like, him making his entrance lasted the entirety of the first segment. Like, and it's eight twenty by the time he's finished, and at least half of that was him coming to the ring. And I'm just like, man, Undertaker went and influenced an entire generation in the worst possible fucking way. <laughs> and look, I hate it. But it's so obnoxious. It fits the character so perfect. Dog. Oh, this work it works from character's perspective. It like it absolutely so does because his whole head of the table thing is that he's a cocky prick. Oh, speaking of God. no, speaking of to connect to connect our head of the table to the previous mention of the Naomi storyline. You know, this storyline is just a perfect bridge for Naomi to join the bloodline at the table and just be like, yo, man. I need the head of the table to pull some strings and get this bitch in the ring with me so that I can show her who the fuck is the boss. That'd be fun, shared connective tissue. My only fear is if the alignments don't work. Because unless Oh Naomi no, I could see head. I could see Naomi like I could see Sonya forcing Naomi to snap and like ultimately become like I don't know. Maybe not full on heel because Sonya's clearly a heel and a total bitch. Yeah, like that's the only but thing like, about it because it would make perfect sense. But it could work. They could they could play it in a way that it could work, and Roma could hold it over her head, which could be a reason for Jimmy maybe to hey to bro turn on him. Yeah. Um, Again. So so real quick, um, Goldberg Lashley, uh, 
all about Goldberg's son. And I want to give Goldberg some credit here. You'll, that doesn't happen often. I want to give Goldberg some credit here. He is absolutely a meathead who does the same things over and over. But he has shown that he cares about how he's viewed. So maybe maybe he sat down and realized, maybe I don't need to be doing the three-minute matches. Maybe I need to give him a little more. The SummerSlam match was 12 minutes. The SummerSlam match was 12 minutes. I was shocked. So I don't, what I'm saying is, Kyle, though, I feel where you're coming from. I don't, give me seven. I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I need 20. But like, can you give me more than three? Can you give I me mean, more than spear, spear, jackhammer? Can you can you give me a well, lot? No, like, well, no, but that's the thing. Like, my my please don't wasn't even so much, and it's Goldberg, and he's from the era uh, uh, that I want to just finally go away because enough time has passed. Okay, it's I got you. Even it, it is a please don't from a sense of I don't think he can give me more than spear, spear, jackhammer. I don't think he can give me more than you know, headlock, takedown, tie. Regular, regularly, you're right. But two, two, two nights a year, he could do it. Two nights a year, he can do it fine. The, the story told at, at SummerSlam was so shocking, fans didn't grab into it because they didn't expect it. But it was, an, it was a nicely told story. Um, now, this match won't be long. No hose barred? It is not going to be long. Um, I got Goldberg winning because he got to get his seat back, right? I mean, maybe, but like the whole hurt business gonna be in Saudi Arabia, so like you're right. But then you 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 you're absolutely right. I wonder if Lil Gage is gonna not Lil Gage, that motherfucker bigger than me now. If Gage is coming. Um give me like 15. 16, 15, 16, yeah. But I mean Goldberg is adamant he's involved, so uh hey, I'm with you. Edge and Seth and the the hell in the cell. Opus, Opus, uh, final in the marathon match. Battle. Yes, there you go. In the marathon match. Um, the, the bigger question is who gives out first, the match or the audience? I, and that's I, not, and that is not in any way, shape, or form an indictment of what I think the quality of the match will be. Sure, it's that's not. Fair. I think it's that gonna the be long. quality of the match will be very good. I think that. Edge and Seth cannot wrestle a quick match in any way, shape, or form. Hell in the Cell in and of itself is a match that is meant to be on the longer end. This is a blow-off match. It is a special occasion match overseas. And so I'm just like, this shit could go 45 minutes to an hour. And do we have the attention span for that? You know what, though? They're gonna the the show's gonna start with Biggie versus Drew. I feel like that's gonna what it's gonna start with. If I was them, I'd start the show with the Hell in a Cell match. I mean, I guess you know Edge's entrance will get a pop. The gimmick will get a pop. And um, and you know everybody's the most hyped for the first match of the card. That's true. That's true. So you give them all the opportunity to wear them out. <laughs> and throw AJ and Riddle out there, and then let them and let them take, get get their breath back. Well, I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna take Edge in the match because it's supposed to be the blow off, and the face has to come out triumphant. And blah 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 blah. blah. 
I'm going to take Edge 2 because, uh, well, no, they're both going to Raw. So I was going to say one of them is going to the other. They're both going to the same show. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, 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 no, fuck it. I'm going with Seth because he actually needs to win more than, than Edge does. Oh, Seth definitely does need to win more than Edge does. But, like, I don't know. I'm in a weird place with Seth because it's like Seth needs the win more. But the thing with Seth is, like, Seth is always the most interesting when he's not the champion. And like when he starts winning, they put him back in the title picture and then they make him the champion. And then it all falls apart every time because he's just so much better as a chaser than he is as a champ. That's true too. But I also think he, this is the best gimmick he's ever had. The Messiah gimmick. This is, this is way past the Messiah. (laughs) What the fuck is he do is, would you call this then? Uh, the drip god. I mean, I still consider it basically the Messiah. It's it it's Messiah light with a little bit of Arthur Fleck, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. With a little, it's it it the Messiah was so rigid and wooden. He can be anything in this. He's obnoxious as hell. He is a makes a fool of himself on a regular basis. But then he gets super serious in him. He couldn't do that as the Messiah. As the Messiah, he was very rigid. It had to be this. I feel like he has a lot more opportunity to be who he is, right? I mean, I think. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. Um, Roman and Brock. Paul Heyman put out a tweet. Yeah. Roman wins, and I'm done. All right, well. I had Paul Heyman put out a tweet. Input. Go ahead. No, it's okay. You don't care. That's fine. We can move on. That, that just had I have a journalism all prepared, but no, it was okay. Just forget forget Rance's nice little notes and stuff. It's all good. It's super cool. Go ahead with you. Go ahead. You had a nice little thing prepared. I, I want to no, hear it. It's throwing wins. You're right. I agree. There we go. All right, good. Well, we have some bills to pay, so we're going to take a p- quick pause for the cause, um, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Ghetto Lost His Goddamn Mind. Journalism. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Thanks for helping us pay those bills, y'all. I'm really sorry to have like completely destroyed Rance's heart, apparently, and taken the wind out of his sails. But if you're enjoying the show, you should go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Don't buy the merch. journalism shirt because it's not real. <laughs> it's, it's, it died today. <laughs> well, so did New Japan. So like, let's talk about that. Ooh. Well, journalism's back because that was journalism. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, G1 season, bro. I mean, it is. That is, those are words. They are correct. <laughs> um, but like, nah, nah, nah. We don't do here on here on the chair shot. We don't do state of a company things. We we just we don't do that. However, if one were to assess the condition <laughs> of New Japan Pro Wrestling right now, one might question the sanity and stability of one ghetto. Because, like, if we look at some of the things that transpired during this G1, um, we we try not to talk about this, but it is a thing that happened. Chase Owens pinned the ace clean in the middle of the ring with no shenanigans. Crazy shit happens in the G1, bro. Yes. Yoshihashi gets wins in the fucking G1. Crazy shit happens. Um, but, like, really, though, the bigger indictment, the bigger indictment here is, like, so the G1 is going on right now. Granted, it's off-season for G1. Like, G1 yes. would normally have happened during the summertime when there literally is nothing else going on. Um, But... It's still G1 season, and it just feels so much like an afterthought. And for what feels like, you know, the umpteenth time, not necessarily in the G1, but just in general, for like the umpteenth time, it feels like we're going to get Okada versus Ibushi. I believe I'm trying, I'm looking up to make sure, but... um. Kota Ibushi has been in four straight G1 finals. Yep. And I, I, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not a guy to uh, complain about a great wrestler being put in a good spot. I'm nope. not going to do that. No. Nope. I'm not going to do that. And but, it's not an indictment against Kota or Okada. Yeah, man. It's, it's not. I. So here, here's my issue, and I, I'll give you, I'll give you your time because I know you. This is something you really wanted to get on. I think the problem with New Japan right now, and so much of it is pandemic related. Like they have my sympathy for their entire company almost being ruined 
by the past eight the the before time as we called it earlier. Mm-hmm. But so much of their problem has been over the past three, four, or five years, doubling down on the same people, not yep. building new stars. Yep. With the exception of Jay White, they did not build any new stars. Kolder Abushi is not a new star just because he signed with the company because he was always at the top of the card. They just wouldn't give him the belt because he wouldn't sign. So that's not a new star. Even Shingo's not a new star. Shingo was an established Japanese star who came to the company. Shingo's AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, Kenta was an established star who came to the company. Yeah. Like, th- this is not building a new star. And, and more importantly, the reason that matters is because you look at Kenta and Shingo, and as great as they are, there's a lot of tread on those tires. Especially Kenta. Oh, yeah, especially Kenta. Kenta's shoulders, I'm pretty sure, are being held together with paper mache, spirit gum, and, and that Kinesio tape he wears on it. <laughs> yeah, like like it's it's being held together mostly by hope. Yes. At this point. Um so like they have not built a whole lot of new stars. I mean, and some of the people that they could have turned into stars. They didn't and didn't and didn't. And eventually those people left. You know, the only one that I would say, you know, they had built as a star who ultimately left on them in the middle of his prime is Kenny. Yeah. But like, other than that, you know, they never pulled the trigger on Kushida. Kushida deuced. They, um, they continued to i'm trying to think i had something other than kushida and i like completely just lost my train of thought oh oh they have the opportunity right now with show if they play their cards right show is show the one that joined brother club or is he the one that stayed show is the one that turned on yo so he's so he's the one with evil and togo and uh takahashi okay yeah, show got. I mean, I know you're not going to mention him because you don't like the guy, but and I don't either. But the biggest example is Will Ospreay. They finally gave him the belt. He, whatever happened with him happened with him. And like the, I know West, the Western world doesn't book like Japan does. I respect that. I get cultural norms are different, booking styles are different. I completely respect that. But the, what doesn't matter what side of the world, what planet, what universe, what galaxy you're in. Shingo versus Osprey for the title Osprey never lost makes sense at Wrestle Kingdom. Right? You know who else they never pulled the trigger on? I mean, he's still there, but they've never pulled the trigger on him beyond, like, he won, I think, the New Japan Cup a couple years ago. Saber. Zack Saber's another guy. Yeah, they, they never, like, I mean, push him beyond a certain limit. I, I, I mean, I don't care for the guy very much, but Hiroshi Goto got pushed over for de- a decade. Ishii. Ishii. <laughs> we, every, the new, the gatekeeper is right with us on that one. I was going to say, anybody who's a fan of New Japan will tell you, Tomohiro Ishii is that dude. And, and I mean, I get it. I kind of get it, but I don't. I get it. Like, there's a pillar, there's a pillar structure there, right? Mm-hmm. Tanahashi is still considered the ace, and Tanahashi ain't been the best doing the company in six, seven years. Oh, that's been Okada for a hot minute. Good-ass minute. Um, Naito's knee's gone. He'll tag wrestler now. Mm-hmm. You know, he tagged with... Sonata's another guy that keeps getting pushed over. Yeah, I think they've realized Sonata just ain't it, bro. Nope. Well, because Sonata... So Sonata's got kind of a similar problem with 
like that Goto has or that like Randy Orton has in that Sonata's only plugged in when Sonata wants to be plugged in. And if he don't feel like, if you don't feel like plugging in today, then you're going to get whatever you got. Guys, spot on. That's the, 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 the goddamn truth. The biggest issue they have, I think, is that they still stick stringently to their divisions. Because if you gave Hiromu a shot, Hiromu would be a superstar tomorrow. He's a superstar now, but I'm talking about in the in the heavyweight division. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the heavyweight division, he'd be a super. He'd be your big. You know how Ticking much merch time you bomb sell? shit. You know how much merch you would sell? Taking time bomb, all those cats, all those Daryls, and Daryl Junior. And Daryl Junior. Yeah, yeah, like, Daryl Junior. She. I, and I, I, they it's it's just, it's disappointing to me they've also they've also seemingly kind of struck out a lot in a few crops of young lions and i don't mean struck out I, I i don't mean struck out in in the sense that like everybody sucks but like a couple years ago, you remember Kitamura, they were really building up to be Man, like I was this big monster. Thank you. Yes. They, they were really building Kitamura up to be like this big monster, like to the point where he wasn't even going to go on excursion. They were just giving him a seven match showcase series against like established people on the roster Tenzin because he had such. Kojima. Yeah, yeah, because he had such a unique ass look and blah, blah, blah. And like he was being allowed to do more and more offense and all this other shit. And it's just like he got hurt or whatever, and then was just gone, just gone. I, didn't he retire? I think maybe, yeah. You know, they then like some of the other people that had momentum. You know, they sent Finn Juice to America to help start New Japan America. Can we talk about a guy that they tried to push that either? I don't, I don't, I don't think it worked. Other people were saying it's the company's fault. Juice Robinson was next up for a minute, and now Juice Robinson's just another guy. Yeah, and David is. Finley's a great wrestler, but he was always just another guy. But Juice was a star. Mm-hmm. He was over like Rover. They loved him. I, I was. I'm a fan of the dude. I'm a fan of who he is and how work, hard he works and how good he is. I didn't think it was going to work because I don't think he's good enough. Mm-hmm. But New Japan did. And, I mean, now he's a tag guy. You know, I... I I, so right now, Gabe Kid is coming back now from Sturgeon. Shota should be done in a minute. Shota is um, their best bet, I think. Honestly, Shota's Shota's the kid. I, well, I mean, he's, he's their there, best so he's bet. Shoe's son too. So, but I yeah, uh, but he can also go and like I yeah. really think he's their best bet at like a, a new star on the rise. I like Gabe Kid too, though. I like Gabe Kid a lot. There's a there's a, there's some new, there's some young lions. Who are on the end of excursion or that kind of vein, who have a lot of potential. The que- the issue is New Japan is not one unless you're a superstar from, from another company coming in. If you're coming through the, the circuit, you ain't like Toa Hanari just started getting wins. He's been how long? And he had to turn heel and join the United Empire to do it. That's facts. That is facts. They don't just they don't just push you off the gate like that. They don't they don't do that. Which is why, you know, this, 
it sucks, but like this honestly makes a whole lot of sense that the company's in the position they're in. If you look at the trends of the company historically, New Japan goes through lulls. And this is why New Japan goes through lulls. Because they are so committed to the way that they do things over the long term that now you have a situation like what they've had because of the pandemic and then because of injuries and because AEW got started as a thing. That's huge. Like they have a situation where all of a sudden you have a lot of people who either didn't work out or who got hurt or who signed with this competitor's company. And so now you're like in this position where you don't have the depth that you used to have and you're no longer than like necessarily the like preferred landing spot for the English language wrestlers. I want to talk about New Japan of America here in a second because that's almost more interesting as a company or brand than New Japan proper. But I want to ask you a very unfair question. I say it's unfair because, well, you'll, you'll hear why. I understand that so much of this is not this man's fault. But is it fair to say that maybe Shingo Tagaki is a failure as champion? I understand the situation's involved, but in any other company, in any other situation, the the strength of the company is always tied to who's the champ. I'm going to say no. And the reason I'm going to say no is because Shingo, to me, feels like the person who the boat has already sunk like halfway and the actual captain got on one of the lifeboats. And so now this other dude's been named captain. Mm -hmm. And it's like, nah, dog, I'm not going to blame you for the ship going down because like you were just kind of made captain at the last minute with a ship that was halfway underwater. I'm not going to call Shingo a bad champion because of the way that the company is right now because Shingo got made champion after Will left, after Kenny left, after yeah. all the, or after the pandemic hit and Evil after didn't he, work out as champion. Yeah. And after all y'all these shit on Naito. Yeah, after all of that other shit happened, then it was, okay, well, we're going to give Shingo this belt. And it's just like, it is not your fault that the company has no momentum right now. And it's that, not. and that, you know, I think some of the issue, not as much of it as could necessarily, as maybe you want to think, but I do at least think some of the issue is it's October and we're doing G1. Like this is supposed to G one should be happening at my birthday in the middle of August. So you're right, it's not his fault, and I'm not blaming him for anything, but I think the answer has to be yes, he's failed as a champion for one reason. In every company, in every situation, no matter how bad it is, you can at least say, like right now, as bad as people think WWE is, hey man, Roman been killing it though. Right, at the very least, you can say that about something or somebody. So Shingo, nobody, New Japan as a whole is down, but at the very least, someone can say, "Man, the the work Shingo is doing has been amazing." You don't hear that. 
you don't hear anything interesting about them, at least you could say, and I don't think, again, this isn't his fault. It's not his fault at all. But, like, you can't, there's no one saying, man, look, I know New Japan down right now, bro, but have, but have you seen what Shingo been doing this year? Did you see that story Shingo was in? Did you see that 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 run of matches Shingo had with blah blah blah? Nobody's saying that. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, nobody's really saying a whole lot about New Japan period right now. And that's my point. Shingo could be the one shining light that makes people care. I guess so. Then I guess it. I think your evaluation of him as champion comes down to whether you think it is the champion's job to bring eyes in or just to keep eyes from leaving. Yes. Fair assessment. I I put it like this. If I'm going to, if I'm going to give the blame to the champion for when things are doing great, you have to give them the credit. You have to give credit when champion for the champion, when things are going good, you have to give blame to them when they're going bad. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's their fault. But the champion is the one person who gets the most time on the show, the most um, the most promotion, the most booking um, privileges. He get the, that male or female, whatever the top champion of the company is, they get the most opportunities That's to fair. be seen by the by the, the public. So if nothing else, if you went to a WWE show and you if nothing else, you could if you hated it, nothing else, Roman or Biggie. Or Becky, or Charlotte, or Kenny Omega, or Britt Baker—they're going to do something that makes you say, "Damn, well, they, the show sucked." But I remember that shit. Nothing from Shingo, and that's the only reason why I think the run has been a failure. I think he's great. I think he can be a great champion. I think the state of New Japan is one hundred percent the reason why he's he's in a in a lull. But I just think, man, I'm looking at you to say, I'm going to put this on my back, bro. I mean, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think it's also harder in New Japan for the champion to do that because sure. of the way that the company books. Agreed. Completely like, especially, G- especially G1 season, like, depending on, you know, if he was in A block, for example, and it's a B block competition night, then homie's in one of the multi-man tag matches in the beginning of the card. Yeah. If he's on the card at all. Yeah. Spot on, man. Look, I'm, I, I agree. I don't feel good about my take, but. I mean, I, I, so I guess my last thoughts on it would just be to build off what I just said. I think that everything you said is fair. I just think that the way that New Japan books makes it a lot harder for us to expect the champion to work those kinds of miracles. I I think that's absolutely fair. But I, I think that everything that you said is valid. And I mean, ultimately, you know, you either have to hope that they're able to find that new star and, like, build them up, or that the fans just, like really gravitate to somebody so real quick i want to read to you some of the people that are in new japan strong and i'm not talking about the crossovers talking about about their actual roster roster just naming the only person i know is hikaleo so okay so i'm gonna name a few people 
Brody King, uh, debuting next month. The former uh, Murphy, Buddy Matthews, okay. Chris Bay, Dirty Chris Dick, Chris Dirty Dickinson. Until recently, Daniel Garcia, Danny Limelight of the new LAX. Of course, Gallows and Anderson. You know that that you know. Fred, yeah, 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 hi. Josh Alexander. Uh, Lance Archer. Uh, the former um, Aiden English, Matt Morris. Yeah, isn't he, he one of their lead commentators or something? He is. PJ Black. Ray Horace. Royce Isaacs. Filthy Tom Lawler. Willie Yuta. Like I'm telling you, bro. And they like, got four fingers. Black. They got four fingers black and all. And by the way, uh, just recently, Alex Zane is came back there now, and uh, Arya Davari. Like, they, so, and, oh, I'm sorry. One more, one more, one more, one more. Leo Rush. Yeah, speaking of Leo Rush, speaking of Leo Rush, this motherfucker talking about. He retiring and now he not retiring and wants to that's be the first black champion. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Like, I I rock uh, with Leo, but he just got to chill sometimes. Well, he's so he's like he's like a Kanye for me in the sense that like I can never believe anything that he says because every five minutes he's doubling back and saying something totally different or like going against what he said before, and it's just like. Dog, like you've, I've lost my ability to trust you. He's the perfect example of when Herm Edwards had that. Uh, he had that viral uh, conversation with the, with the, all the rookies, where he was talking about tweeting, and he said, "Don't press send." Leo seems to live on his impulses, and sometimes, bro, you got to let that shit ride for a minute before you say something or you go out and do it. Homie because does not have a page of drafts. I'm saying, like, if because if you sit and talk to him, like I heard the reason why he retired, it made sense. But had you just not said nothing for a week, you'd have been fine. But you coming out and saying this shit and then going back on it makes you look crazy. Mm-hmm. So just like sometimes sit on it, dog. You ain't got to say everything the second you think it. It's all right. I mean, yeah. And what does it say about AEW that Leo Rush walks into the company and is and easily is the highest rank, the highest statured black person, black man? That they disrespect Hobbs. Well, clearly they do, but I mean, you know. So with respect, Starks is a black dude too. You know he is, he is, but like I did not know that until recently. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, well, yeah, but you know, then Louisiana, Louisiana is hard to tell. It is people are hard very to tell. You nice. cannot assume with the Cajun folk. Understood. Uh, you're right. We're so my best like, Creole. I get it. Yeah. You can't make assumptions with the, with the Cajun folk. And so like, I wasn't sure for, for a little bit. And like, you know, when I recently learned that information, it was that if it was one of those moments where I'm just like, okay, like I ain't surprised. I'm not like shocked. Like this revelation does not change anything about my mentals, but like, okay, okay. It does so, make it does make me understand a little bit more the way that you're treated on the roster. Um, so for the record, 
Is there anything else you have on New Japan, New Japan Strong? Because I got some journalism. I mean, New Japan's pretty weak right now, so now I don't have anything else. And, dog, for the record, three nights of Wrestle Kingdom? Bro, like, like, dog, get big out homie, get your out company, home. like, big homie, your company can barely handle their usual two right now. Get, like, I'm saying, dog, like, like, get out your own way, big dog. Like, there's not a match you could book right now that makes me say, I'm gonna stay up tonight and watch that. There's not well, one. Oh, shit, fuck. Three nights, King- three nights of Wrestle Kingdom with their existing roster size. Is everybody on the fucking roster gonna get a match? Well, you know what it's gonna be. They're gonna, they're gonna call out to their friends over at Impact. Call to their friends of a ring of honor, finally. Call their friends at AW, and the forbidden door is gonna be at Tokyo Airport. Okay, Yokohama Airport. So that's what they're gonna do. Because it's gonna be Tanahashi versus Mox. Clearly, they weren't that that's probably gonna be what they do, right? At least it's, that one's got a story that they've been telling. I, I can rock with that. Uh Ibushi not beating Okada. It's Okada time. He, this is like when Roman didn't have championship for two years, and they were like, "Nope, it's time, bro." Okada versus Shingo. Well, yeah, especially, one, two, three. In the, especially in the case, like in the current state of the company, this is most assuredly in case of emergency, break open glass. LOL, Okada wins. Rainmaker one, two, three. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, like you know, like you know, this, but nothing right now that you can say. Like in years past, there was two or three that made people like, "Yo." I'm gonna have to stay up to catch that. No, nah, bro, I'll catch. I'll, I'll catch it on the rerun. I, it's not that important right now. Um, but we spoke about Leo Rush and a few AEW people. The biggest and most popular star yet to be crowned has his shot in a couple of weeks. Hangman Page has made his illustrious return and won the Casino Battle Royal, and it's been made official at Full Gear. The cleaner, the belt collector, Kenny Omega, the best bout machine, will be defending against Hangman Adam Page at Full Gear in Minnesota. I clearly have a dog in the fight as you. We are big Hangman Page people in this house. I have told you I have trust in Shmoney to often do the right thing. He's shown that he will eventually. My question is. Do they trust Hangman to be the guy in lieu of all of the stars they've just signed? And I know that they made a big step with bringing him back and putting him at the top, but he's already announced another title tournament already before Hangman got the fucking shot. So what are you thinking about this whole process? Are you nervous? Are you How are you feeling? I mean... To be perfectly honest, I'm feeling like they missed their moment to do this earlier. And so at this point, and so at this point, I'm just like, well, I'm gonna be happy for Hangman if he gets it, but the moment has already passed. So like do whatever you're gonna do. So was this rest this is Wrestle Kingdom for you when Okada when um uh Naito lost to Okada? And I thought we agreed never to speak of that again. Nah, bro. We gonna talk about it all today, bro. Since you uh, not you 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 stopping my journalism, it all comes out today. Ah, uh, man. Oh, I, I had forgotten all about that time. That I haven't showed his disdain. I haven't. And yes, I'm gonna. And, if I don't wrong. call you tonight, if I don't call you tonight, I'm gonna call you tomorrow, Joshua Smith, and I'm gonna bring back what you told me to have patience, and I did. And Kenta sat on that man after he won the title. Yes. Yeah, he did. Joshua Smith, Jeremy, 
Jeremy Donovan. Yes, I'm calling out names. You're incredibly successful show, keeping it strong style. Love you, boys. Um, I, I, I don't. I'll take this. Personally, I'm not as invested, but I, but I think the crowd still is, and that's the one thing I give them credit. The whole crowd seems to still be invested. Well, so like Hangman's over. Like he, he is. He, he is. Um, I think part of the. I think part of the issue we're having is it's hard to know what AEW is going to do because they don't, number one, they haven't existed long enough for us to like really have a good gauge of like, well, this is their tendency in these situations. But number two, because they were recently like creative was recently fully taken over by a cocaine addict. So like, (laughs) who knows what that person is going to do? I mean, Probably put the biggest match you could book at the moment on a pre-show on YouTube for no for no money. Um, nonetheless, uh, you want to know how we know Ghetto's desperate. You want to know how we know Ghetto's desperate. You want to know how we know Ghetto's punk ass is feeling the hurt and like has no power right now. This man let Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki fight for free on YouTube. This man allowed that to happen. That match alone could have sold one of the lesser New Japan pay-per-views. By the way, and I'm you, this is this is interesting coming from me, Mr. Wins and Losses don't matter because they don't. But it's interesting. Every single match Suzuki's had in AEW, he's lost. Hmm. Hmm. Hold on, I got one more count. Hold on. Hmm. I mean, more curiously, Brother Rance, if you really look at the history of New Japan stars appearing in AEW, um, have the New Japan stars won a single match on AEW? Hmm. I do not believe so, unless you count one Lance Archer who is... Who we do not count because he is signed to All Elite Wrestling. So no, my dear brother. I do not believe so. Hmm. Curious indeed. Hmm. Hmm. Curious indeed. Well, as we go back to Hangman, I'll tell you this. There are some fans that still believe that it's not his time yet. He needs to lose one more and rebuild. I, if, if, so no, no, if no. He lo- Absolutely not. If he loses, is he ruined? Yep. Not like. Totally not wrong. like. So, I'm giving you a name, and I, I'm not saying it's a career parallel, but I'm going to give you mm-hmm. a name, and when I give you this name, I think you're going to understand where I'm going with this. Kane. Okay. In the sense. It, this is not, it will not irreparably harm him in the sense that, like, he'll really never get it. But, like, you know, remember how Kane won the title for a cup of coffee and then lost the title and then didn't win a, ti- a world title again for what was it, 12, 13 years? Some, something of the, of the sort, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was like he won that first blood match in like 97 for like a cup of coffee. And then I don't think he won another one until like 2007. Money in the bank. When yeah, when he cashed in the money in the bank and was maskless and blah 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 blah. 
If you have Kenny beat him clean twice, that will totally neuter his momentum. And by the time you do crown him at that point, you will have wasted an opportunity. So I have one more question for you. And this is unfair to you again, because I'm going to ask a person who is very open about their multiple biases to be unbiased. So I'll ask you to try, okay? Mm -hmm. From a business standpoint, what makes more sense? Giving Hangman the strap or pressing on and putting it on Danielson or Punk in two, three, four months? So my re my real response is that is not an either or question. Um, okay. Okay. That's my real response. It's not an either or question. There is no law that says your first title reign has to be a long title reign. Randy Orton is a 13-time world champion, and he was the world champion for like a month and a half. I likes it. Okay. Like that. That's that's number one. There is no law anywhere that says your first world title reign has to be a long world title reign. The, I, I think the New Japan even is notorious sure. for we're going to give you the belt the first time for like a couple of months. We'll let you defend mm -hmm. it successfully once, and then we're going to feed you to an actual bigger star. But then like next year when the G1 rolls around, you're now former world champion in the A block. That's and a great like, point. When you win the A block, now you're former world champion A block winner. I... I think the I think the bigger crown than even winning the title is beating Kenny for the title. Exactly. So like that's number one. So like that's my number one is you know that's not an either or question. Um, number two, I think you do it now because Kenny's already held the belt too long. Yeah, I think like, and, and that's not to say that there's been anything wrong with the rain or wrong with the gimmick, but I think it's run its course at status quo. Bucks dropped the tag titles. Like it's time for Kenny to drop the big belt. Um, he dropped the impact belt. So like show chinks in the armor. Now it's time to drop the big one. Um, but I think the other reason it, you, you do it now is because like you said, that's the bigger coup. This is the opportunity to legitimately solidify Hangman as not just a flavor of the month, but as one of y'all's top stars. And not to mention, you say he needs to lose one more. He's already lost two world title matches because he lost to Jericho in the first ever AEW world title match. Yeah, that's a good point. That's very true. So like, yeah, you let him beat Kenny, you solidify him as a top star, you entrench him in that echelon, let him hold the belt for like three months or whatever until it's time for um, whatever, I think it'll be double or nothing will be the next pay-per-view after Full Gear. Revolution. Uh, Revolution, okay, yeah. Let him hold the belt till like Revolution, and then, yeah, if you want to have him drop it to Punk or Danielson, fine, do that. Punk and Danielson are legends. You can have a new star drop a belt to a legend anytime. So, so the question, the, the question in my mind, because I, I agree with you, but the question in my mind, if I'm taking off my 
fan bias hat is really about the business of the of the company. What will grow AEW bigger? Will will crowning a new, relatively unknown in the eyes of the masses guy who's super off with that fan base, beating their guy, will that do better business than continuing the title reign until say maybe double or nothing in the big weekend and letting the biggest star in your company, well one or two. Brian or Brian or Punk, whoever it is, beat him, yeah, which will make national news. Yeah, but like, let me say this. But let me say this. Let me say this. And this is not disrespect to Brian Danielson. It's not. I promise it's not. Brian Danielson was the biggest star in WWE for years. How many billboards did they put him on? How many times did they? How many times did they front and center him? On fans? okay. How many so, times did they brand around him? You're right, and the same thing, and the same thing for Punk. Now for Punk, don't want to get now, now for Punk, the flip side is they didn't do a lot of that until he bitched about it, and then he like forced them to do it. Now I would argue AEW is already doing more to market around Punk. They gave him his own show. You're Brand right, just his show, and he's legit one of the biggest combat sports stars in the world. Legitimately they gave him his own show. So, but like the thing is, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. You're thinking like a TK. Yeah, I'm 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 asking. No, questions. but you're no, but, but no, sure. but you're thinking like a TK in not the right way. You're thinking like a TK. I put the I put the belt on Punk or Danielson because they're my biggest stars right now. Punk's in his 40s. Danielson is pushing 40 and has serious health concerns. That's fair. Hangman Page is 31 years old, or he's about to be 31 years old. If I'm really thinking about the health of my company, I entrench this guy who's like 30, 31 years old as the meat and potatoes going forward. One more retort. Because again, I agree with you, but I think this is a good conversation because these are the things that we as fans don't think about that affects legitimate reasons why things happen. One more retort. Let's say you go with Hangman. Right now, we're not. I, I said we're going to talk ratings, so I'll try my best not to ask this question in that way. But right now, things are doing well, but there are metrics where they're not. If those metrics continue to not do well and they do worse with Hangman as champion because, again, there's a big portion of the fan base that doesn't know Hangman Page like that. Is it still the best thing for the future of the business? Because your boy, Shmoney, TK, has put himself in a situation where he's he used the analogy on in an interview talking about he's Bet all the chips, right? Put all the chips in on the poker table. Shout out to Duke Hudson. Quite literally, he has. You can't take a loss when you're doing that. So, I think that that's a really fair question to ask. Um, I think if we look at, honestly, if we look at the markets that they're not doing well with, Though, like, I don't see where Danielson or Punk moves that needle any further okay. than Hangman does. Okay. 
realistically. Um, if we're just focusing in on the markets that they're like not currently pulling in. I'm talking um, more TV stuff, but you know, I don't want to talk ratings. So people are going to watch if they see those two guys or even Adam Cole, someone that they know. I don't know if people oh, well, want to be oh, like, no, oh, no, shit, I've I already... got to watch to see Hangman. Yeah, no, but here's here's the thing, man. Here's the thing, man. We already know that his first feud is going to be Wyndham Rotunda, so like... Please, Bray, don't go over there, dog. And that's not me hating AW because, like, I love what this Oh, no, New Japan or on. New Japan or Impact or Ring of Honor would be a better spot for him because he will be the fish in the pond. But I've kind of resigned myself to the fact that he'll probably end up there. Probably. And, I mean, such is life and so on and so forth and whatnot. And more tribalism and this, that, and the other. I mean, look, you right. You did look... Uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I think Hangman is the best thing for business. I think sometimes you got to be willing to lose a little to gain a lot. And I think at some point you have to book for your future. But I also understand that you want to keep the status quo. And Punk, Danielson, excuse me, and to a lesser extent, Moxley and Cole will keep you consistent. And I don't, and I don't know which one they need more right now. They need legitimate long-term consistency, or they need volatile. Blah, 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 but then the growth comes. It's like, it's like, do I want to invest in crypto? Or do I want to put money in the stock market? Crypto is volatile as fuck. Stock markets are volatile, but they're pretty stable. Put the right stock. So, like, it's like which one you want. You'll make more money in crypto quicker than you will in stocks. I mean, I think history has shown us that the right answer is you've got to mix in both. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 probably that's actually the correct answer. So, at which point, which one, which door do you go through on November? Blah blah blah. I mean, I I I still feel like you got to go through the hangman door now. Please, you got because because the other thing is because the other thing is you've got to see if he is that guy. Because if he's not that guy, then you've got to start looking at who is. Great point. I gotta figure it out. Is he that guy? Point. I didn't think about that. Cause you got four dudes ready to step up. Well, you got four dudes. You've got four dudes ready to step up, but also, also, y'all, these doors work both fucking ways. These doors work both fucking ways. And loyalty only goes so far. If you put me in title match after title match after title match and dangle the carrot and you made it seem like I was going to be the leader of this stable out of nowhere and then change direction on that at the last minute and just keep doing all this shit, yeah, we might be friends, but like maybe these people who have a Brinks truck just as big as your Brinks truck are guaranteeing me some like shit that I used to dream about doing and I can make bank-ass money to go do it. And maybe that matters to me right now. Doors work more than one way. Uh, my brother, I could have said that better myself. That's you. Hey, wonderful. All right. We're going to get out of here. I got a quick hit for you, though. I mentioned Impact has Bob for this weekend. I have the Inspirations winning the Women's Tag Team Championships in their debut. They better. They had better. For the record, I'll, I'll give you all the fucking card fucking impact um 
the digital impact has a digital media championship, which is because of course. And, it, and, and I, I mean, I appreciate the idea behind it. It's the intergender title, and it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be like mainly for like social spaces like Twitter and YouTube and stuff like that. I'm the fact that they got an intergender title is cool to me. Yeah, that is cool. I'll, I'll give them that. That's cool. But that's John Skyler versus Crazy Steve versus Fala Ba versus Jordan Grace versus Chelsea Green versus Tennille Dashwood. Heath and we don't to be announced, aka Rhino versus Violent by Design. There's a call your shot gauntlet match, which is essentially money in the bank, but to a gauntlet version with Rich Swan, Brian Myers, Moose, Big Cass, aka W. Morrissey, Chris, Chris Saban, and 15 other nobodies. We don't know who they are. You mentioned the knock, knockouts tag team titles between Decay and uh, The Inspiration. The Impact World tag team titles between the Good Brothers and it's either Finn Juice or the Bullet Club, which is Chris Bay and Hikaleo. I don't know why the or is. I don't, that makes no sense to me. And what should be probably the best match of the night? The Impact X Division Championship Triple Threat. Trey Miguel, who should have came to WWE, but he's in the same spot he was when he left but Trey Miguel versus El Fantasmo versus shout out to Steve Macklin making some of himself yeah good for him make good some for, for yourself big dog um I guess someone will call this a dream match in some regards right Deanna Perazzo defends against Mickey James that could be fun I'm not a Deanna fan but that could be fun but I'm here for this bro that I hate Austin Aries with the burning with the passion of a burning sand the burning sands but Austin Aries created in kayfabe, of course. Option C. Option C, which is probably the best one of the best things Impact has ever done. If you don't know what that is, Option C means that the uh, X, X Division, Division champion can cash in his title for a shot at the Impact World Championship. Josh Alexander, who has been the most underrated talent in that company for years. Was X Division champion and was a very good X Division champion. Cashed in the title, picked option C, and it's Josh Alexander, one of Canada's greatest exports, versus one of its biggest exports, Christian Cage, for the Impact World Championship. I'm not spending no money on this bullshit, but I may catch a stream to watch this match. I'm interested in Alexander versus Cage. Any interest? I mean, there are a handful of those matches that would interest me for sure. You know, the enduring issue with impact is that they're impact, you know, it's just like really what it comes down to. They're a company that it's hard to invest in because they have a track record of like getting you real, real hyped and then doing everything that they can to disappoint you. So um, question on air. Yeah. I know we believe in by in, in supporting the shit. We I, I know I hate that fucking thing we do, but I believe in it. Yes, we do. Are we going to buy this shit Saturday? Oh, I'm going to be in Annapolis, Maryland on Saturday. I'm going to be at the Navy Cincinnati game. That's right. But it's a big uh big vacation for you, man. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna have a good time. It'll be good. It'll be nice for me as a fan of the University of South Carolina, a team that's fucking terrible. It'll be nice for me to go to a game that they're not playing in where I don't care who wins. And Cincinnati's number two in the country, so they're really fucking good. So I'll just get to watch a really good team play. And as you can tell by my banner behind me, those of you who know, you know, I'm quite fond of the state of Maryland. 
I mean, I guess it's I. I'm flying into Baltimore, so you know, whatever. Hey, hey, I I love flying into Baltimore. I'm sure you do. Wish your ass would love flying into South Carolina. It's coming. It's coming uh, soon. It's coming very soon. In the meantime, y'all, you can find me on Twitter at Doctor S'mores. You can find the Good Brother Rants on Twitter at it's Ray Cash. Um, the show's at Outsiders Edge CS. Um, we're at Chair Shot Media. Always use your head and whatnot. I feel like there's something else that I wanted to say about. Was it about Maryland? I don't know. Give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, support your boys. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Hey. Uh, we are part of the Chair Shot Radio Network. Um, and remember, y'all, we uh, here at the Outsider's Edge are just some increasingly older gentlemen doing everything that we can trying to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to hit you with them necessary things like, fucking A, is it time for blood money again? Seriously? Cash and checks? I guess. And other Be times, safe on the plane, y'all. For real. Shit. And other times we're going to hit you with them things that you just straight up need to fucking hear like new japan just ain't what it used to be but no matter what y'all we're just out here chasing our dreams and you got to respect that because if you don't well regardless of the time of year we just don't give up thanks for listening catch you next time i wonder if you can fly spirit to saudi arabia I mean, you better have some spirit if you go to Saudi Arabia.